When put to the vote, wrestling always won over any other television program. I rolled my eyes and went with the flow, settling on the bench with a bowl of ramen, squeezed cheese, and diced summer sausage in my lap. It was Mac's secret recipe, a damned delicacy in this place. I only trusted it because I watched him make the shit. One of the guys changed the channel just in time for the starting chatter about how some wrestler was going to beat some other guy's ass. The announcement was made in the classic series of threats and bravado. They screamed at each other at the top of their lungs, made aggressive gestures. Then the announcer took over. Sup, Taylor. I heard you getting out soon. I glanced toward my right. A beefy guy with a chest like a gorilla sat beside me. He wore his hair trimmed low on top, bald at the sides and back. Upraised prison tats went up and down his arms in black ink like pigmented scar tissue. The sign of a shitty job done with a hypodermic needle and ink from a Bic pen. Sup, Slick. Yeah, I am. About fucking time, too. Parole? I nodded. Damn. You know we got that thing coming up. We could use you, bro. I don't want to fuck up my chances at parole, dog. Sorry. Getting mixed up in a riot was the last thing I wanted or needed. Yeah, you right, you right. Besides, the deuce wanted me to let you know he needs to have a word with you. You gotta meet him tomorrow during wreck. I nodded again. Sure thing. Morning or evening? Evening? At the end of the night, Long after the wrestling program ended, the doors opened and a guard in a starched gray suit entered the room. Lights out. We were all shuffled one row at a time to our cells like cattle. The doors rolled open, we stepped in, and they shut behind us. I shared a cell with a big white guy called Mac, aptly named for his physical resemblance to a Mack truck. He and my werebear friend Russ had something in common, with muscles bulging off their muscles. Yo, Tay, I can still have all your stuff when you go, right? Yeah, do I look like I want to take twenty bucks worth of noodles with me into the free world? I tossed my prison whites aside to be washed the next day, then crawled into the top bunk. With my eyes closed, I imagined the feel of grass beneath my paws, the fresh air against my fur whistling over my ears. Anything beat the stench of the prison and a couple thousand men in a hot box. One more week and I could punch Ian in his damned face for suggesting the stupid idea of sending me undercover into a nearby penitentiary. Ferguson unit had been my home since late March, and if I didn't love him like a brother, I'd probably pluck all his feathers once I got out. All this time, six months, and I wasn't anywhere close to digging up the info he wanted. All I'd found out was that a con named The Deuce had a street thug named Dennis killed. Dennis was the baby daddy of Ian's new wife. She had dated the guy before his criminal behavior got him put away for twenty-five years. But that was another story. Bitch, turn the fucking lights off! Someone screamed from his cell at the poor officer busting her behind to keep ahead. My months of incarceration fostered a new respect for working women. I used to think girls like my female squadmates Sasha and Junie were the only ones who had it hard. Then I met these women. The officer yelled something back, and fifteen minutes later the overhead cell block lights dimmed.
Eventually, a voice on the loudspeaker announced count time. I watched her go by with her sheet of paper and flashlight, a curvy figure in stiff grays with abundant brown curls fastened into a bun. I can't wait to get out of here and get laid. How the hell do these men manage this for years? I watched her pass by a second time, sighed, and rolled over to go to sleep.